We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to this first episode of Mock Draft Roundup 1.0. I'm joined by my good friends, Ken Swanson and Maddie Lane. Guys, I was just saying to basically to myself, my dog down here, that uh, I wish there was some news in the AFC West that we could use as kind of a, you know, an icebreaker tonight. Right? Like, I mean, like, has anything happened? I mean, I, I, this, was one, this is the start of the offseason. I'm really excited that we're finally getting some news because, like, I don't know about y'all. I was really looking forward to to more of just, you know, cheese kingdom and all our everybody just kind of eating each other alive but now we all have something to actually have some discourse over and it's russell wilson you know going to the the denver broncos now in the division it's a little bit scary because like i mean that's a good football team but i mean also at the same time denver goes from having the worst quarterback situation uh in the afc west to the third best so you know like it's just gonna be whoever whoever's you know supporting cast can be better now right Listen, the first nine weeks in the AFC West are going to be wicked hard because, you know, once week 10 hits, you know, where Russell Wilson's, you know, play usually goes downhill after that mark. But you don't want to play the Broncos in the first, you know, nine, 10 weeks of the year. Uh, that's that's a little Russell Wilson joke. Uh, it's good. It's a good move. The Broncos now get a quarterback that is capable on any given week of playing as good as Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't do it as consistently, but they can now play up to the standard of Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes any given week. That makes them com- you know, competitors in the AFC West. Like it's a good move for them. Not fun as a Chiefs fan, but I'm also interested to see the Seattle Seahawks are selling everybody. So like, you know, who's next? Bobby Wagner's now released. DK Metcalf coming up next. Is he now completely available? What's that look like? Because that team is clearly deciding to go with a full rebuild. Yeah, I saw that the uh, the news popped up of you know Tyler Lockett possibly being available. There's <laughs> random piece rumors of DK Metcalf going for a couple picks. I know Maddie's been all up in Twitter conversations, wasting time <laughs> having those conversations. But uh, I, I, the story came out, and Mitch Morris actually responded. I actually texted him, and I was like, "Is this really you? Did you really just respond to this?" Because uh, there's a story of the title lock is I sharing it for anybody who saw it on social, but it's funny that Mitch responded. So back in whatever year that was that Tyler Lockett, and Mitch Morris, that draft Gary, I think it was uh, I can't remember who the former chiefs player was, but there was a former chief player that announced the pick and the way that he announced it was, and from right down I 70 and I'm like losing my mind in our office, like Tyler Lockett's coming. They're like Mitch Morris. I was so pissed. <laughs> and like I was throwing everything. I was so mad. It's funny. Cause Mitch ended up being somebody I was close with, had a good relationship, but 
I consistently multiple times told Mitch that his name was not Tyler Lockett. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and you know what? Hey, but... Mitch Morse didn't turn out to be a, a bad player. Either. Like he, he had a very nice career here in Kansas city. So like, it wasn't like all doom and gloom The Chiefs still got a good deal out of that too. Yeah. He left to sign the, what he was the highest paid center in football for a little bit after Rodney Hudson and then Mitch Morris followed up. And now look, she's got another guy who's probably going to do the same thing. That's pretty impressive. They're pretty good at locking those centers up. They've just they've been going one after the other for a while. Listen, tight ends and centers. You, you know the Chiefs don't miss on tight ends and centers. Wherever they go with those two positions, you just got to pay attention. Absolutely. All right, let's get right into uh, this mock draft roundup. We have got six mock drafts that have been posted in the last couple of days. That uh, I want these two guys, these analysts, these these experts. In the NFL draft and Kent and Maddie. Yeah, you guys do a draft guide. You guys have done a great job. You are the foremost experts when it comes to Chiefs draft. And for anybody who's uh kind of watching, I appreciate all the comments seeing like I'm back. Yes, I I am back doing some content every once in a while. Hopefully doing some more as I get all this other uh back end stuff of KCSN done. But I will honestly say I DM these guys all the time asking them questions about players and picks because I've been editing a lot of videos and it's always like Hey, is this guy like a sixth round pick or is he like a top five player? <laughs> and you're like, it's Aiden Hutchinson. He's pretty good. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Not that, not quite that bad, but I'm excited to get your guys' takes on these. And uh, our trusty producer, Tucker Franklin behind the screen, behind wherever he's at uh, is going to bring the highlights of these guys up. So um, should be a lot of fun. First time we've done a show like this, but hopefully it's a little more interactive. Anybody listening on audio, make sure you come to the YouTube channel, get a chance to check these guys out. But Kent, I want to start with you, and this is a player that I know generated a little buzz because um, our good friend Matt Miller um, of ESPN and thedraftscout.com, uh, he has been talking about this player on social media, and and Matt Miller and Pro Football Focus had the same idea in North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. Let's bring up those highlights, and can, can you just tell us what makes this guy special? Well, man, he has had an, an absolutely great pre-draft process, everything that you've seen to this point. Uh, with with the Senior Bowl, uh, actually, I think Eric Galco originally invited him to Shrine Bowl as well. Shout out to Eric for that that great eye, and he's he took over the the Senior Bowl and and he had a really good combine performance as well. And I think he's really shown an advanced ability as a route runner that you know, maybe we didn't get to see as much at North Dakota State. So he's really shown. And you know, there was moments where I was watching him like, kind of in his lower half at two, and he's not as big as Mike Evans, but there were some moments that I was watching him as a route runner doing some things, especially with his lower half, that reminded me of Mike Evans. He's an athletic guy, freak athlete, tall, lanky, um, that you know can win at the catch point. He has the speed to run away from guys. There's a lot to like about Christian Watson. And I think, I think he's just scratching the surface. You've seen how he's grown and developed through the pre-draft process. I don't think it's stopping there. And if he came to Kansas City, this is a guy that can play that X-type role. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot to like about him. Willing blocker, too. There's, just, there's so many good qualities. And he's coming from a program... Uh, you know, that, that, that does it the right way. I really like the makeup of him as well. So I'm really excited about the prospect of a guy like Christian Watson in Kansas city. And I think, you know, Maddie mentioned it uh, yesterday. This is a guy that's, you know, maybe Chiefs fans were talking about him at 62 at one point. Now mm -hmm. I think he's played himself beyond that. And so if you want him, you're going to have to get him at 30. Well, the in most interesting part for me to Watson is just watching his flexibility at his height. You can go back and watch him and especially at the senior bowl, just watching the way his ankles, his hips and his knees just move. He's so much more flexible than most guys that size. So that was just, it's crazy to watch him get in and out of breaks, 
when you're talking about a legitimate 6364 receiver and just how quickly he can do it. I think it's funny that you mentioned, you know, him in the second round because that's actually Dane Brugler had mocked him to the Chiefs in the mm-hmm. second round in his most recent mock. So that's just that's what we're getting a guy that's been what three out of the mocks that have come out since then from these reputable sources have him going to the Chiefs as if there's almost some kind of need for that big wide receiver or something huh. for this team. Yeah, and, and I'm interested because one of the other guys that I've heard the Mike Evans comp uh, of Kent, and I know comps get thrown out and people are comped to everybody, but uh, Drake London has gotten the USC wide receiver. I've seen that comp of Mike um, Evans as well. So looking for that big body guy, I assume when we do more of these shows, we get closer to the draft, somebody out there is going to start throwing Drake London uh, to the Chiefs, just the natural way that these things go. But the one yeah. thing I will say, regardless of whoever they pick, just from being around a little bit, I know it's getting dated then, but the one thing I'll say about any receiver who comes into this offense, you have obviously have to have the the necessary athleticism and you kind of want to build your wide receiver room to be like your basketball team. You know, yep. you want those uh, tall power forwards, you want your centers, but you also want your quick guys. They need that power forward, that bigger guy you guys have been talking about. But no matter who it is, the mental acuity that's required to play receiver in Andy Reid's offense is going to be what separates guys. And it's the one thing that's going to make it really hard for evaluators to really get into, unless you get access to these guys and you really get to ask them those nerdy questions, because we've talked about it before. Andy Reid doesn't, they don't call routes. They call concepts for offense. And you go line up, you don't know what your route is until you see where the linebackers safeties, all of those things for a lot of the plays, not always the case, but it's, you know, Chris Conley way back in the day said, you know, his offense is a living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the best way that an you know, artistic person could explain this offense. And so it is, uh, there's a lot more mentally on these guys uh, than anyone else. And that's the one, the hardest thing I know for you guys to evaluate, but I know you, you've got your connections, you dig into this stuff. So uh, I'm excited to hear how Christian Watson answers a lot of those questions as we get closer and then obviously with the, the FCS competition. All right, let's move on to the next one. And Maddie, you just brought him up. Dane Brugler, um, our good friend who's now with The Athletic, been in a few different places, absolutely love his draft guide as well. Uh, but he's got Georgia safety, Lewis, I want to say seen. Is that right? Correct. Woo! Let's go, baby. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you like about this pick, Maddie, for Lewis seen the Georgia safety? Uh, built everything, BJ. Um, this is one of my guys. I started getting real high on him when I watched him last week, and then we get into the combine, and all of a sudden now he is just – he's taken over. You're seeing him – I think there's been three or four mock drafts that have been done this week from guys that work at PFF, Dane Brugler, all these people that are moving him up into the first round, and the Chiefs are just kind of a natural fit. They're most likely looking like they're going to lose Tyron Matthew to free agency, so you need that quarterback in the defense. You need someone back there in the secondary to come out and kind of help get everybody on the same page. That's what he did in that Georgia defense. That, that Georgia defense is loaded with top 10, top 15 picks, but someone had to get them organized, get them on the same page. That was Lewis seen for them last year. He's communicating all the way through the snap, through the play. Kent and I watched him. If you're part of the KCSN Discord, we watched him on a live film room. He's calling out coverage uh, exchanges midway through the play having other corners drop off their coverage to take a specific guy and they end up making plays because of how he sees the field and then just in case you're worried he'll come up and deliver a huge hit in the run game in the national championship game he flew up he took brian robinson knocked him flat on his back and that's a 225 pound back one-on-one with the safety he'll hit he can play in coverage and he's super smart like i think he's a great one-to-one replacement for tyron matthew And that's my question, Kent, and I don't know if you want to give a take or Maddie, if you want to jump in here, but uh, as somebody who hasn't watched a ton of them and 
every draft writer out there is going to say he's versatile. Every DB in the draft is going to be versatile. But what does that actually mean to a Chiefs fan who's watching, who doesn't study these guys like you do? I'm one of those people. Is he a Daniel Sorensen? Is he, like you said, a Tyron Matthew? Just how did they use him and how much flexibility did he have within their defense? Or is it a projection of we think he can do different things? Just how did they use him? How does it fit? Where do you see him playing? Matty, if you want to go, I can go. I can go if you want me to. I'll just go real quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's kind of a hybrid. I don't think he's quite a Dan Sorensen. I don't think he's quite a Tyron Matthew, but I think you see a lot of skill sets and a lot of translatable skill sets for this guy. He can play in the box. He can play deep, um, right. and he's got you know the ability to play a little bit in the slot too, and, and he's got the mental acuity and, the, and kind of the stuff that you see in the makeup mentally that you see from a Tyron Matthew. So there's kind of like a hybrid in between both, but the physicality's there, you know, the, the cover skills. Um, you know, the, the instincts, they're all, they're all baked in there. So, um, I, I don't know if he's necessarily, you can put him in, in, in a box <laughs> quote unquote, literally and figuratively, he's not just a box safety. He's a guy with a lot of versatility to his skill set. Uh, and so I think, you know, it, it can go a lot of different places. And I think that's, that's the kind of safety this team needs. They need a guy that can be versatile and do a lot of different things. Yeah. All right. We see a lot of comments over here asking about a particular Michigan safety that, May or may not be mocked in a, another one that we may or may not be getting to here pretty soon. But all right, let's move on to the next one. I, I think when it comes to guys who play premium positions, especially guys like that uh, playing at Georgia um, in big time games, obviously being the MVP of the national title game, that stuff matters uh, for certain positions. It doesn't always matter, but you're asking to be a leader of the defense for a guy like that. who play a lot of different spots. We've seen a lot of different things. Uh, it's big time. So let's move on to a player that I actually I I, I recognize, uh, which means he's probably going to like top 10. But that is uh, a pick. And this one's for you, Ken. This is from CBS Sports. They have us taking at number 30, Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. Yep, that is Chris Olave. And uh, boy, I would be geek. I'd be. Yeah, you're killing it. You're killing it. Beach. I'd, I'd love if Chris Olave found himself in Kansas City. In fact, I think last year, me and Maddie, we mocked Chris Olave uh, to Kansas City uh, at pick 31 before he declared for the, uh, you know, or decided he was going to return. Uh, and Chris Olave, I don't know if he's your traditional X type receiver the way Christian Watson really could, but I think Chris Olave is a guy that has a lot of versatility to line up all across the field. And, you know, we've talked about this a little bit you know, in the pre-draft process here uh, on KCSN. I think Chris Olave is a guy that, you know, maybe he's not your true traditional X, but he can line up at X. He can line up on the line of scrimmage. He can beat press a little bit. But he's a guy that, you know, you saw Sammy Watkins getting, you know, dropped into those bunches or, you know, bunch concepts and isolating Travis Kelsey on the backside. They don't need necessarily always a true X. Maybe they can find some ways to utilize him uh, in a variety of different ways. And this guy can line up anywhere. And, He's got some downfield ability. I think he's a natural hands catcher. I think he's one of the best route runners in this class. And I think he did a lot to help his draft stock as well because I think he did had a pretty good quality athletic profile. You know, I think maybe, you know, sitting right there, um, you know, I, 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 above tier athletic profile, I would say. He didn't blow things out of the water, but I think he checked that box. And it was a good week for him. Uh, and I would love the idea of him in Kansas City. He's a versatile guy that can do a lot of different things. Maddie, I want to ask you this question because I already see it. Kyle Coffey jumped in. I knew somebody was going to say it, saying there's no chance that Olave is available at 30. And my question is, and it's not to, to call on that point, but it's we're seven weeks away. And by the time we get to the draft, there's going to be 87 guys that are guaranteed to go in the top 25. 
That just happens every year. So if Olave were to drop, what would be the reason why you think that would happen? This wide receiver class is really, really good. I mean, we've already mentioned Drake London. We've mentioned Christian Watson. I think we have another wide receiver of the first round coming up here in a couple of minutes. Then you have, you know, Traylon Burks, and you just have all these guys. There's only so many draft slots before the Chiefs pick, getting a sub 190 pound wide receiver that ran really, really fast, but it wasn't like he was close to setting the combine record like another, you know, other receivers had been in the past. So you're getting a deep vertical threat that's really good, one of the best route runners in college football. And I love Chris Olave as a player, but I think it's really hard to cement him in as a first-round pick when you compare him to these bigger, kind of more NFL-sized wide receivers going forward. Fair. Very, very fair. Uh, let's move on. Maddie, via the ringer, the only defensive tackle projected in these six mock drafts right now, Texas A&M defensive tackle DeMarvin Leal. How would you feel if DeMarvin Leal was the pick? So there was no chance we were going to make it through six mock drafts without getting, you know, some slight upsetness. And this is it. This is the one that brings it. And it's DeMarvin Leal. And of course, it's going to be from, you know, me because I'm not always the most sunshine. Leal? Here it is. Hold on. Leal? Leal? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, one I get co- the one I got cocky about. <laughs> Go ahead. So, anywho, so DeMarvin Leal, here's the, he shows up to the combine at 283 pounds, which isn't bad, but how many 280-pound defensive tackles make it in the NFL? There's one, and his name's Aaron Donald. And just predicting somebody to be Aaron Donald is a losing formula, no matter who you are. And then you go through and start looking at all of his testing. A five-second flat 40-yard dash at that weight, didn't get over 30 yards in the vertical jump. His broad jump was under nine feet. Like, it's just not a super explosive athletic profile while being undersized at 283 pounds. And then sometimes this last year, they played him out on the edge. He literally got run off the field by Alabama because they just ran at him over and over again when he's playing edge. He just doesn't have the athleticism to run up the arc. He's not going to be able to play inside, full down. So as a three tech. So you look at the Chiefs at defensive tackle, they need somebody that can play next to Chris Jones, eat up space and be a run stopper. That's not Leal. They at defensive end, they need these big, long, strong guys that can rush up the arc. But Leal looked really bad when he was forced to rush up the outside this last year. So here's a guy that was penciled in as a top 10 pick. If you look at pre, you know, preseason mock drafts. Now, I think they're looking at a guy that might be fighting to go in the top 50 just because he's not super athletic. He has that tweener body type. And I just don't see a clear path to where he fits for this Chiefs team. Yeah, it was it was kind of an interesting one for me. This is I candidly, I think this is my least favorite idea for the Chiefs. And you know, like kind of what you talked about. Uh, I am not going to compare this man to Breland Speaks because he is a better wow. football player. But when you think about the body type, you think about the tweener nature that he he has and some of the stiffness through his frame. This is the I mean, Breland Speaks was in the two eighties at the NFL combine as well. And uh I actually I mean he, he tested linearly a little bit better, but you know, I, I just think this is going to be a, a difficult, difficult kind of fit to add to the Chiefs because you, you know the Chiefs don't mind a little rigidity through your frame as a big, powerful defensive end. But I think there's there's other guys that maybe are a little bit lighter that can actually play as an edge in Steve Spagnuolo's scheme. And inside, you're right, Maddie. Like I, I think that he's going to get kind of thrown around, and he's not the perfect fit for what this Chiefs team does, especially since they've already got Chris Jones in there. Maybe doesn't typically fit what Steve Spagnuolo has done along the interior. Uh, you're, you're getting lighter there. 
And I think the Chiefs are going to go the opposite if they're going and investing early on an interior defensive lineman. So I don't love the fit for him uh, in this scheme. And I, I I don't love the player either. Like, it's just, it's not my favorite pick. I mean, I, I say all that. He's still, yeah, you're right, Matt. He's probably going top 50. So it's not like he's a bad football player. It's just not my cup of tea at 30. Can and I get a Tyler Endicott asking if we get Maddie better camera. It's it's an internet thing. Uh, Tyler, you must be new. Um, <laughs> Listen, I actively have a new router on the way. I'm trying something new. We're going with some, you know, 4G, 5G internet. It's on the way. The problem is it takes them three months to ship anything out here right now. So who knows when it's actually going to arrive, but it is on the way. So hopefully that helps. All right, guys, I'm going to take a, a quick detour of this, and I have no idea where he's projected, so just tell me if he's a top 10 pick. But you talk about defensive tackles, big guys that got to move. Pretty sure I saw a 300-and-something pounder run like a 4-6 in Jordan Davis. Where is that dude getting drafted? Because I'm not going to get excited about defensive tackles, but the last time the Chiefs took a defensive tackle really high that was a great athlete, uh, slowly lost his mind for like four <laughs> years. <laughs> and Don Tari Poe was awesome before his back went out. So – uh, where's Jordan Davis going? And would you like that pick if he was on here? So um, guys that are Jordan Davis's size that tests not as good as he did, but almost as good, they always go top 12. That's that's where you're, if you're that weight and you test that well, you go top 12. He was already in the first round conversation before he came out and tested like a healthy, almost more athletic Dontari Poe. I would be shocked if he gets out of the top 20 at this point in time. Look, he tested... He tested, he made, he made Dentari Poe look slow. Like, I mean, I, he, he out, he out tested Dentari Poe somehow at like the same size. It's bonkers. And like, I there's saw a, good tape out there too. I saw a tweet that said he has opted out of the NFL to join the Avengers. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> like Jordan Davis will yeah. not be in the NFL. Hey, it's good to have Thanos on your side. <laughs> All right, we've got a couple of people uh, responding to the rumors out there, and we take it again another side detour here. We got some time about DK Metcalf, the thirtieth pick, a third rounder. Um, I'm on the same side as you guys, and it, we can send this to freezing cold takes uh, right after it happens. But giving up three assets and paying someone is like a triple down, and I just don't see in this draft with this kind of talent that everybody is saying with multiple receivers available in fridge. I know Godwin, Mike Williams got his deal. There's still going to be guys who are available. I just giving up draft picks and compensation is what you do when there's no pass rusher available and you're stuck. The chiefs aren't stuck with receivers right now. That's my, my two cents. That, that, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. My only counterpoint is if they chiefs do feel that they strongly need a wide receiver, what, what you're talking about, what you're framing is exactly what they did with Orlando Brown and exactly what they did with Frank Clark. This team has had a propensity to give big, giant, expensive contracts to veteran players and pay a bunch of draft capital to earn the right to do it. And they've done yeah, it a but- couple times now. And that's my only pushback. If they really value wide receiver, they love, you know, this is the kind of, yeah. you know, th- this is the kind of thing that they've done in the past historically. Then they should have. I would just say him. that the, the value of whatever receiver they're going to get at 30 is better than the value that LJ Collier brought as a pass rusher at the end of the first. You're not getting right. a pass rusher at 30 who's half decent right. unless you just get lucky. 
Right. That'd be my pushback to Kent is I think the, when they initially. made these trades before, they didn't have as many holes as the team, the roster currently has now. You were specifically filling one of your main one or two holes and you were just had auxiliary gaps you had to fill in. So you can do that with day two picked. You could do that yeah. with mid-tier free agencies. Right now, this team is missing starters, multiple starters at impact positions on both sides of the ball, I feel like it's really hard to justify two top 100 picks in which you're going to have to start paying him like a wide receiver one starting next season if you go yeah. out and make that move. Now, you want to remove that third round pick just that's a, just a first rounder or you work out something else. Like, yeah, you can come yeah. to the table with that because he's really good. But two picks plus having to pay him, I don't that That's a bold, that's a steep price. And, yeah. and let I, the I have no problem with the one pick. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, pay him. Yeah. Fine. You're going to pay him anyway. But and even if they give up two picks, like give the other side of it, I'm gonna be like from a value roster composition, like one side of my brain is gonna be like, ooh, that's value. I don't know. And then like the side of my brain that gets to sit and watch the game with you guys is gonna be like, holy cow, like we are not gonna be stopped. Like I will be hype if that ends up happening, but at the same time, be like, I don't know if that was great. Idea. They'd have Josh Gordon and then also Josh Gordon at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, and let me let me let the record show. I I'm not pro this trade. Uh, if that if that is a rumor that comes out, like I tend to kind of lean on your side of you. This is kind of the stance that we've taken or I've taken a lot. Is I really like my draft capital. Um, but that's just kind of the logic. Like the explanation is like if Brett Veach does something that like that, like I don't think it's entirely out of character for him to do it. Even though I to your guys's point, positional value that they've had that they've done to make those moves. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave a first and a third for an edge rusher again this year. I'll just say that eat too. Like I wouldn't be if, if it's a different name, it's a different position. Like I could see them doing that. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on who's actually available. You know, it's no, no, no. Give us a name. You said it. You got to give us a name now. Ugh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Daniel Hunter. Daniel yeah, Hunter is probably the like most that. likely. You I don't even think the medicals, think, but yeah. Do we think Daniel Hunter goes gets a first and a third? Like, do we think he nets a first and a third? I don't know. A couple of years ago, it'd be more than right, that, be but slim, now you're coming dunk, off right. the back, the back injury. Nobody ever had a bad back, so I don't know. That's the only guy I know of that has been flirted with in the trade market at defensive yep. end. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it's not a trade because I think he's a free agent and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but somebody threw out the name Chandler Jones the other day. Do you know how old he is? 32? I thought he was like 30. 31. 32. I thought he was like 35. Like I would, you guys are right. He was like 32, but yeah, I just, he's yeah. like top, whatever, like top 10 in NFL history in sacks, like quietly has been one of the best pass rushers he's in the great. NFL over a decade. Um, whatever it's been, but yeah, he's a lot younger than, than I thought as far but as, as soon as you start that answer with trade. 30 Brett Veach is already getting out of Walker though. So like, we know that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Multi-year one deal. Year, one year, only deal one guy, <laughs> only one guy over the age of 30 has gotten a multi-year deal with the chiefs. And his name is Joe Thune, Kent. So let's move on to Kent's next guy, Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, fun fact, when Daniel Jeremiah watches tape, he listens to Motown music. Didn't know you were going to catch that nugget in here, did you? Uh, doing that. Daniel Jeremiah, I know, he told me that once, and I was like, ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah has the Chiefs selecting chat room favorite, Michigan safety, Dax Hill. Not a lot of highlights of Dax, but Kent, give me your take. I mean, if, if you're talking about, you know, the closest thing to a Tyron Matthew replacement, you're probably looking at Dax Hill. He's a guy that can play all over the field. The versatility is undeniable. Good blitzer, good in the slot, uh, can play single high, can play free. But um, good instincts, uh, good football character, willing tackler, willing participant in the run game. There's a lot to like about this guy. I, I mean, I think he's a good fit uh, if you're looking to truly replace Tyron Matthews. The closest thing you're going to get in this draft uh, and I mean, if he's there at 30, it's, that's good value too. My, my only concern with Dax Hill is how you build out that safety room. Now you still desperately need a third safety that is going to be an impact player versus the run. Like you're going from Juan Thornhill and Tyron Matthew versus the run. And th- those two as a pair were average on a good week versus the run. I don't know if you're getting any better by adding Dax Hill to that group. And I just wonder if that's something the chiefs do want knowing Steve Spagnuolo's desire to have, good run defense no matter what i mean he's come he went from landon collins to tyron matthew and juan thornhill versus the run like that's a big drop off i just wonder if you see them try to improve there and i don't know if dax hill does that but if you're looking for a new slot defender if you want to put legerious need outside at outside corner where he might even be better than he is in the slot dax hill's the perfect guy because you're going to get a day one good nickel slot defender with him that's all he did at Michigan against everybody. Like he's really good in that role. He can play deep. He can play, you know, shallow zones. Like I get the appeal. Just, I wonder how about that pairing with uh, Juan Thornhill. I, I do have one question here. Uh, Landon Collins is getting likely released here uh, in the next week or so. If, if it's Landon Collins, Dax Hill, Juan Thornhill as your safeties, Maddie, how do you feel about that now? Yeah, you fi- you fixed my one qualm. I mean, you did. You fixed the issue I have. You Not only do you get Landon Collins, who can come in, should know most of Steve Spagnuolo's system. He was an all-pro in that system, so he can come in and replace the leadership or at least the play-calling aspect that you lose with Tyron Matthew. You get a new another young safety to play in the slot to be your future. Like It all makes sense. It all starts to align if you do go that route. You guys you should read this. Hey, Tyron Matthew, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like how old how old is Tyron Matthew uh BJ? Is he almost 30? Older older than they pay guys yeah. for. I was just curious. I know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I understand it. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Um <laughs> but 
Anyway, I got to ask you guys. So you guys have known in the past when we've talked to draft stuff, the going a few years back, the Justin Evans, the Jonathan, Jonathan Abrams is a bad example. Those kinds of safeties. I like, like who okay. in this draft is the downhill thumper tone setting dude. Um, Who's that guy? I don't know if there's a significant one that's jumping to my mind. Um, Nick Cross out of Maryland probably has the best frame for it. He's yeah. super explosive. He's I mean, about 212 pounds, but it, it just like all all muscle. So he's getting in that realm. So he's probably yeah. one of the better downhill guys. Lewis seemed, I mean, to, at, despite being listed at 6'2", 200 pounds, he'll come up and hit any running back no matter what size right in the hole. So like he's another guy that will hit. But I don't know if there is, at least that I've got to yet, just a – 210 plus pound just run plugger at the safety position. I don't know if Kent's seen one yet. No, and it's it's kind of interesting because like you're seeing like a lot of these safeties are operating lighter, and you're seeing like even I look at like the running back room. There's not a ton of these 225 pound bruising running backs either. It's just kind of weird. Like some of the body types that we're seeing, uh, there's not you know the, the a lot of the bat backs I've really been surprised are light safeties are kind of same thing. I'm surprised at how light some of these safeties are. Maybe this is just how the game is kind of starting to evolve a little bit more. You're seeing less of the thumper true box type guys go into a little bit more versatility across the board. I think you both just said that we have a class full of safeties who make business decisions is how I took <laughs> yes. it. No, it's so, just, it's not the thumper. It's just not, you know, it's not your thumper only guys. Like they're, they're coverage players yeah. that are willing to hit. There's a difference. See, it's funny. Jordan Battle realize, went I, back like, to I don't care if my safeties can cover on them to hit, and my quarterbacks, I don't care if they can throw 20 yards as long as they're accurate. So. <laughs> Cooper Rush. The, the, the guy you missed, Jordan Battle Guy's went back to Alabama. Elite. That was your guy. Jordan Battle is going to be your guy next year, BJ. He just decided to All go right. back to Bama this year. But, yeah, that that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I want that shit-talking safety who just comes up and hits you. Like, that's what I want. All right, Maybe Jonathan Maddie. Abrams available for a trade. Please no. That guy. That guy. I don't, no. I don't, I'm that okay. Guy got, we stood on the field where that guy got mossed, and it was great. And you guys knew right yeah, when we, we were did. there. You're like, this is where he got mossed. And I was like, too, oh, too you small. remember it. Too you small. remember it. <laughs> that was when I was refusing to drink water with a Raiders logo on it. <laughs> anyway, I can vouch for right. that. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for it. All right, Maddie, last one. Let's go Bleacher Report. Ohio State wide receiver, not Chris Olave, his teammate, Garrett Wilson. How would you feel about this pick? This is interesting because Garrett Wilson's a lot of people's kind of wide receiver one heading into this class. And you start to look through some of his highlights or some of his film and then the athletic testing. And he's really good at a lot of stuff, but it's really hard to see what he does that separates. But then I think you, after you watch enough, it's the body control in and out of breaks. He's very quick. So whether he has the best, you know, short shuttle or three cone time or anything like that, he's just really quick in and out of his breaks, his body control when he's tracking the football, elevating to go make a catch is absolutely phenomenal. So he's a little bit slighter, you know, five eleven, five six feet tall, 183 pounds. He's not your prototypical X receiver, but he's not necessarily a downfield guy. He wins shallow. He wins in the intermediate area with his route running and his ability to make adjustments on the football. So he's going to be very much closer to a Jeremy Macklin playing the X wide receiver than a, you know, DK Metcalf playing that same position. My only concern that I have with the Chiefs is just he really does struggle to get off press. He's got a slight frame. He really has a hard time getting off the line of scrimmage. So if he's there, you'll have to work on him with that. But I mean, the talent's good enough that he's there at 30. If he falls that far, you can't be upset making this pick, especially after he came out and ran a sub 4-4 when everybody thought he was going to run, you know, one of the slower wide receiver times at the NFL Combine. 
Yeah, I definitely think he made himself a little bit of money with with what he was able to do, uh, especially on the forty yard dash. And but if you're asking me, if you know, if I'm taking an Ohio State wide receiver, I think I like Chris Olave as a as a fit better than 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 Garrett Wilson. Same. Not, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, <laughs> you know, there, it's not to say that he wouldn't have a lot of success here in Kansas City. He would definitely would, but like I think Chris Olave checks a lot more boxes for what the Chiefs need. Guy, we're going to take a quick pause here. I didn't think he'd actually join, but we have a special guest who's going to join the show. Oh, you're dark, Ooh, man. This is even better. You I can't even, even see who it is. We're I have the his... light on. You can't see me? <laughs> he cannot see you at all. It's going to be a guess. Who in the chat room can tell us who is joining us right now? It's too late. There is. I need this light. beard. I need this beard in my life. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's Mitch Moore. Still dark. Yeah, still dark, but I'm backlit. Just, it's just enough of your beautiful. I just came face. on to tell how much I hate <laughs> BJ, aka what I can't say on there. Kiss, just a real turd. <laughs> just a real piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just glad that you get him on and Although vouch I'll for the you, fact that I did I'll call you not BJ, Tyler BJ, Lockett uh, a few times. It did happen, and I'm sorry. Uh, every chance he got, every chance he got, it was horrible. And uh, but I will, yeah, no, you you still probably think that seven years later. But wow. um, I so BJ actually gave me an idea for my wedding. Do you remember that? We sat down. I do. And, uh, you used to sit with us at the the lunch table. And we would just verbally assault each other in, in, the, uh, in, in the food court. It was great. Um, Would you like to share what the idea was and how it, it worked over really dog, well? It went, yeah, I, it went great. So BJ, I believe if was, uh, we were talking because my wedding was coming up and, and he said for, for my wedding, and I was already thinking like, I don't want to, I don't care. BJ, I don't care. But he, you know, he, he like like everything BJ says. I'm like I don't. I'm gonna pretend like I like what he's saying because I guess we're friends. But this was actually cool. What he said it was, uh, you got the whole wedding party right after after the ceremony, and you took them yep. to a liquor store. Yep. And if I remember correctly, I don't know if it was five minutes or ten minutes. Right. Not five. He said five minutes. You can pick out one bottle of booze. And did you give a price range, a price parameter? Is that right? Was it, or was it just any bot? Wow, you did. really like your phone. Yeah, we were going to take all the photos after the wedding, and the right. wedding party had to sit in the bus. So we stopped by our liquor store and said, everybody got five minutes to go pick your bottle that you can drink while we're out taking photos. Totally. And so yeah. everybody got to get their own bottle. Yeah, but <laughs> you, like, you couldn't pick like Dom Perignon, right? Well, not at my dude, big baller wedding. I don't wow, know dude, like. your friends were drinking like kings, huh? Well, so we gave ours. So, yeah, so then, dude, what that did was it made a really fun game. So we we were doing the same thing, and we surprised them. We gave each couple a bag with their name on it. And if you were a couple, you had to work together. If you were by yourself, it was way easier. But it was like we used it as a team building, a couple building activity, whereas you had a $100 limit, and you could buy only one bottle. So you couldn't buy, like, hundred dollars with a beer you can do one bottle and uh and dude it was mayhem it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome and uh and my dad drove because you weren't allowed to have glass on the uh on the bus so my dad yeah. drove it back and they had it waiting in their rooms um but i remember larry laurent had bought this wine and he had he had, and so but he snuck on the bus and we're we're just taking it we're just hammered 
And uh, yeah, Larry, dude, that was super fun. That was, but I remember they, you gave me that idea, and it was we have some great photos from it. it. It was really cool. I'll show you one day. That's awesome. I would love, I would love to hear that. And I hope you're well, my friend. All jokes I'm great, aside. dude. I'm great. All jokes aside, you look, you look like a snack as always. Looking, looking slim, dude. I stopped eating sugar for. A look long. at that jawline. I'm telling you, you can, I can tell. Golly. I well, do you remember what I texted you after you signed your deal with the Bills? What was the one thing I said? Some about me being fat. Yeah, and, I said uh, don't get too fat while you're yeah, there. Yeah, and uh, and unfortunately, and you, and you said no promises. No promises. Uh, and and if I remember right, you gained a little bit of weight. I did. I gained a lot but, of weight. But look at you. Look uh-huh. at you now. You're like you, know, you can be on like a like a slim fast commercial or like all those hydroxy cut commercials. You look good. <laughs> they still do those. All right. I don't think anybody wants to hear this, but All right, uh, man, I appreciate you joining. I, I was at, half joking when you said, uh, thanks for not wanting me originally. You, like you <laughs> And I can't words. I can't repeat here on this family friendly. show. No, yeah. No. Oh, it's family friendly. Maybe vaguely. Cause I busted <laughs> out a, a, a body word for taking a dump earlier. You're fine. All right, cool. You can edit that out. You guys are high budget. Oh, check out the All yeah. Juice Team shirt. I was wearing mine earlier today. That's the stuff, man. RIP yeah, to, to the legend. Dude. All Juice Forever, awesome. man. I'll Always think what? about him this time dude. of year. And well, I, I know you guys are probably talking logistics and all sorts of stuff, so I'll busy bounce out of here. Unless you guys got questions, I'll just leave here soon, dude. All right, well, yeah. I'm sure we get some questions, but not probably that uh, you're going to answer right now. So <laughs> we're just going right, to – what, what do you got? What do you got? I'll give you one each. What do you got? All right, Kent, you got a question. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> no, it just it can I, be it can be about anything, anything. It doesn't have to be about football. Ooh, AMA, yeah. let's go. In did fact, you have in it, fact, football questions are not prohibited. But yeah, go. Any I just want to know: Did you have a feeling that the Chiefs were going to take you, or was it like kind of out of the blue? Oh, totally out of the blue. I, I mean, <laughs> you you do those combine interviews, and you're just so like there. There's so many. It's kind of the combine. You're just this one big caffeine intake and, and you you interview with all these teams and <clears throat> i had no idea until the day of it was wild dude uh yeah it was a good day it was cool i i remember that yeah so i still have a video <laughs> of me getting drafted and uh and yeah so much profanity oh my gosh <laughs> which is something i wish in hindsight i wish i had been like more in the moment and not profane because i want to show my kids one day and there's no way in hell it's just it's wild but no i had no idea dude so that's they, a good question that was cool all right, all right i got one and it's football adjacent so but it, i think it'll be okay what's your least favorite city to go on the road and play a game in oh man dude you're gonna get me in trouble <laughs> okay okay but i'll say this because of the fans are so intense right yeah. i'll say this in the best way i really don't enjoy playing new england because their fans are are fanatics uh, it's a cool environment to play in. Uh, it's very hostile. It's everything you'd want from like a, from a home team, but it's yeah, and they're just unforgiving and uh, and relentless. And it's just a cool place. Foxborough is a cool place to play ball, and uh, so that would be the answer. I mean, uh, right. BJ, you better lay on the juice, or I'm going to leave this so fast. I'm just going to ask an honest like. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, what do you miss most about Kansas City? You can't say. Well, I still answer. live here. I know, I but I wasn't going to give that away. I was like, during the season. Well, I'm not going to give my address. 
but I still, <laughs> so I mean, I still live here. I still, yeah. Um, what did I miss? During the season, I guess. What do you miss most? What I miss about, oh, Jesus. Um, what I miss about during the season. I, my, my wife and I would have on Friday nights, we'd have, we, there's, we get a Fuzzy's Tacos over Ooh. off on, and they, they changed it. But what I miss was being able to go to Fuzzy's Tacos. And it was mm-hmm. kind of my wife and I's deal before kids. Really cool. I know that's not what you were asking for. Not what you hey, wanted, but that's the question. I wanted did. real. <laughs> yeah, real revolves around me and my fat ass eating fuzzies tacos at Fridays and just eating the the weeks. You know what? Next I'll one. share a real story because they're like statute limitation. Like we can share this story now because oh, I, I used to go and talk to you like to get quotes in the locker room. True. And true. all you ever cared about was not pissing. Like I'm a center. I don't want to make any. I don't want to do any. I don't want to say anything. I went out there one day during OTAs to interview you. And you just got done with like your Oakland Raiders. It was like the Raiders day. And I asked you about like those generic question, like, Hey, how does it help you to study even during the off season, the different schemes? And you're like, what? <laughs> you said something, it was me and you one-on-one, like a recorder for a transcript for a written piece. And you're like, well, we work on a lot of things and I don't want to get into specific yada yada. I was like, coach Reed just talked about it on the podium. You're okay to talk about this. You're like, oh, I don't know that. I don't know about any of that. <laughs> I was like, the jump you try you're not giving anything away no you no no way in hell uh <laughs> i still don't trust you i can't believe <laughs> okay i can't you know believe. people have to read all this stuff yeah i shit i don't know it was just funny talking because you were like uh-uh not doing it that's <laughs> like you're not gonna get in trouble trust no me. There, there's two different mitches completely <laughs> i mean there's uh, yeah it's it's uh but yeah Dude, yeah, you did that. All jokes aside, you were yeah. one thing. One thing, the one. If I say the one thing I miss from the old days is banter with you at, at lunch. You're you're a real one, and so that's what Thank I miss. Yeah, of course, man. I I miss it as well. That's why I try not to bug you during the season. But hope you, Caitlin, everybody in the fam. Is Honestly, doing if you text well. me, I'm just gonna send you pictures of like my nipples, and uh, <laughs> you'll get weird, weird text messages that you'll that'll drive you either closer or away. Just you depending. get. Into. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'll text you a lot more, Mitch. There you go. All right. Dude. All right. Hey, uh, sorry for busting your chops. I will talk to you guys later and uh, uh, see ya. All right. Not Tyler Lockett joins us. Thank you so much. Don't let this man bully you. Don't uh, let him do it. I mean, he, no, he's 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 a, he's a good man. But uh, he's one of those guys that's like you you have, and, and then you and he gets in a group, and you're like, you know, you're different around other people. You know, it's when it's one on one setting, super nice, genuine. Then when he gets around people, he's an absolute just, just an absolute sore of a person. So, uh, I can't yeah. wait till we do this again. I can't, I can't wait. Actually, kick rocks. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna give your address out, is what I'm gonna do. So, we're all gonna go party at Mitch's. Uh, all right, come on. We're gonna finish up our show, at Mitch. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to be. Thanks, Legit now. All right. See you, man. That's why I was laughing earlier in the show because I was texting him. I was going to bring it up and be like, he's not coming on. Like, he's not going to do that. So I, didn't say <laughs> I was like, former chief center is like swearing at me in the text message. <laughs> so I miss that dude. He used to like, seriously, he used to come and sit and hang out with us in the lunchroom. And like, he rarely ever talk about football. We just BS about all kinds of other stuff. He's awesome. My favorite people. That was fun, uh, that was yeah. great. I I did not expect that at all because you didn't you didn't tell us 
in any way, shape, or form. So I just saw a bald head starting to form in the darkness, and I thought I thought Craig Stout was joining us. That's what I thought at first. I thought Craig was coming in, but then and I'll tell Craig this when I see him next. Like, yo, your beard is not near as good as Mitch's, so like you not got some work close. to do. You got a lot of work to do, Craig. I didn't even tell Tucker. <laughs> so like Tucker didn't even know who was in the room. I heard it because I was like listening for like the sound of coming into the green room. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, did he actually come? That was awesome. Oh my God. That was incredible, yeah. man. I that you know, you never know, you never know what's gonna happen when you hang out with BJ. I'm just saying, like, just you, this it's is true. very true. No, this is very true. Uh. You hang out with like Kent and Craig and I, and you know, there's, there, it's pretty simple what's going to happen. Like it's very straightforward. It's fun, but you know what's going to happen. And you, BJ gets into the mix and, you know, things can just go anywhere. Our name drop is like we hang out with Bearcat and BJ's bear, name drop is like, hey, we're going to, we're going to just throw Mitch Morris on the show real quick. Why not? <laughs> that... <laughs> he's texting now, man. He's, He's awesome. One of the best people. There are very few people when they, they get deals elsewhere. And this is all kidding aside. He signed that deal to be the highest paid center. I was nothing but happy for him. And so like that was awesome uh, to see that great family, just absolutely awesome. And I joke with him about being always like careful around me and saying stuff, <laughs> what he'd say around coach, but it's real. And it's what you see what those guys care about. They don't care about talking to media or what's printed. They care about being good for their teammates and going out and playing. It's not cliche. Like that's how they are. And it's how they are, whether I had a mic in their face or off to the side. Uh, so it's great to see you guys like that. Not only continue to have success. Um, I wasn't going to bring up the Buffalo game to them. I thought about it. But I was like, <laughs> we all, we like all thought about it. Let's be they honest. Put too much, they put too much into this to make jokes about things that they do for their life's work. Um, well, at least until he so. comes back the next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wait for it the next time, maybe prep him. Like, Hey, I might kind of dig at you a little bit on this, but, um, no, anyway, that was awesome. So let's wrap this mock draft show up. We'll do a couple more of these as we get closer to the draft. You don't need to do it every week. So a lot of the mocks will not change, but as the players start to change, we get through free agency chiefs will sign some people. They've got some money to play around with. Uh, I know it's these two guys will continue to, to pump out content to give, um, you guys, you know, perspective and analysis and, and all that good stuff, how these guys could fit and what all the different situations entail. And obviously Craig Stout is a huge part of that as well. So we appreciate everybody who's continuing to support us, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the audio, we appreciate you subscribing, being a part of what we have going on. Uh, I got more cool content. I'm actually going to catch up with Matt Miller mentioned him earlier, uh, from ESPN. I'm going to talk with him tomorrow on outside the trenches and get a little combined recap. Uh, get some stories and what he's been hearing um, from what went down um, at the combine this year. So that should be cool. And what else do you guys have coming up this week? Uh, you, I talked about Landon Collins. You'll hear, you'll see some more stuff on the KCSN Substack if you're a paid subscriber. There's a link in the video. If you're watching, there's like a hundred some of you watching right now. Go click the draftguide.gumroad link. You can get the KCSN draft guide. You can get six months of the KCSN premium content on the Substack, access to the Discord, all kinds of good stuff for $24.99 if you click that link down there right now. If you've subscribed, make sure you pop over to the KCSN Discord. We do a lot of live <laughs> film room watches um, once a week we're trying to do right now during the offseason. So we'll get that set up for sometime later this week or this weekend, and we'll watch a draft prospect. And uh, tomorrow... On the KC Laboratory, I think we're we're getting ready for free agency. Um, like BJ said, the Chiefs will probably spend a little bit of cash some point in time during free agency. So tomorrow, that, that's what we're spending the entire time talking about on the KC Lab tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. 
Awesome stuff, guys. I'm excited to hear all of that and continue to educate myself uh, with what you have going on. And I guess I can announce this. Um, we'll put something on social, but uh, KC Sports Network has reached a future extension and an agreement uh, long term with Holiday Distillery and 360 Vodka. Mm. So, um, yeah, didn't think you guys were going to hear that on this show either, but a uh, lot of I, cool business stuff going. They don't even know all this stuff. Is, uh, I've been working. Uh, so, but there's a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of cool things that we're going to be able to do, uh, as we open all this up, obviously with the highlights and different cool stuff from different ways, we're going to leverage all that. Uh, a lot of cool content. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, share what, what would have been working on obviously with you guys too. And with the masses and everybody who's listening, maybe I should tell you guys first. <laughs> it's okay. We, we can, we can go, we can turn off the live. And you can tell us all about it. Sounds Tuesday good. night well, news dump at 1020. <laughs> 9:20 for the rest of us, Maddie. So good thing it got late. Your internet cleared up pretty nicely. It was the videos. It was the highlight videos. Every time they popped mm. on, I you guys all turned to robots. Every single time. <laughs> as soon as the highlight popped up, everybody went robot. Noted. Love it. Well. Everybody who's stuck with us through this and stuck through the, the Mitch interview, that was awesome. But uh, we appreciate great. all your, in all seriousness, we appreciate your support uh, for what we have going on here at KC Sports Network. It's a little different than everything that's out there. And we know there's a lot of cool, a lot of great places that you can be updated on Kansas City Sports. And we're just trying to be another one of those options for you. And if you hadn't had a chance to go check out our Royals content on our Royals channel, Royals Farm Report, One Royal Way. Alex, Josh, and Joel do a great job on the Royal stuff. And we've got the KU channel and we've got the K-State channel. We've got a lot of stuff, a little bit of everything for everyone in this market. And we've got some more shows that will be announced here pretty soon. But we appreciate your support. And Kent, you can take us home. Uh, that, Yeah. Bye. I just wanted to do that. I, yeah, I was. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.